Starting your journey in the world of public speaking can be a painful and stressful process if not handled properly. That's why new members to Toastmasters are always encouraged to take their time and explore the possibilities given by Toastmasters clubs to members before seeking membership and attempting the first speech in their Toastmasters journey, and that is the icebreaking speech. Icebreakers are designed to provide speakers with the highest level of confidence in selecting a topic that are very familiar to themselves, their own personal story. In this episode, we'll explore the various elements found in the icebreaker and how to tackle your first ever speech in the most powerful and positive and forward-moving manner. Icebreaking is all about introducing yourself to others. This is based on your own life story. And because many speakers start their journey of public speaking in their early 20s or early 30s, you have around 25 to 20 years worth of history, starting with your childhood, to your school years, to your education and your professional life. That's a lot of effort to cram into a five-minute or a seven-minute speech. That's why when you're attempting to start your icebreaker, you need to economize the transitions between the various aspects of your life. And you can't really focus on one area and ignore the rest of the areas. I've seen some icebreakers who focus more of their time and their paragraphs on the beauty of their childhood days. And while doing so, they do remember beautiful, nostalgic parts of their life, especially the time they were growing up, their favorite toys, their favorite locations, their favorite hobbies. They're all nice and nostalgic, but don't forget that you need to balance between the various stages of your life. Other speakers in the icebreaker totally ignore their early beginnings of life and focus only on their present status uh, where they are, with where they work, their social status, and other aspects of their present life. While this is also fresh and current in terms of where the speaker is living and doing now, it can also be a little bit monotonous in terms of the variety of the flow of the aspects of the speech and the parts of the speech. So. Even if you have a very interesting present in terms of uh, career, uh, hobbies, and social life, you still need to balance uh, all the different aspects of life in your icebreaker so that your present can lead to your future aspirations without forgetting your humble beginnings or where exactly you began in life. That's an important aspect in designing and selecting your next paragraph of the icebreaking speech. The final type of speakers in the icebreaking speech uh, do not uh, include any of their personal details. They shy away from expressing uh, private parts of their life because they may not feel so encouraged to discuss such uh, personal aspects of their life uh, with strangers, especially if they were introverts. We in Toastmasters 
do not encourage putting people under stress. So if we have introverted members who don't like to discuss more intimate or personal details, we truly understand and we provide them with positive forward-thinking feedback even if they share less of their personal uh, details. However, the icebreaker follows the same rule as any inspirational or motivational speech. This is the rule that we discussed in an earlier podcast and that's the rule of one message, one story. Every successful speech has one message and one personal story. This reminds me of my own ice-breaking speech, which I have presented in the first ever Toastmasters Club that I joined way back in 2003. Back then, I decided to join a club that I found to be friendly, positive, and full of encouraging people. So I decided I contacted the uh, education VP and informed him that I'm ready to do my icebreaker. That was a very fundamental and pivotal part of my life and journey in Toastmasters. So when you become a member with any club, you are usually assigned with a mentor. That mentor is a senior club uh, member who has more experience uh, compared to your limited experience in public speaking. And once you are inducted into the club, the mentor uh, starts the process of guiding you through the process of designing, crafting, and presenting your speech. So, as I was told the name of my um, mentor, I immediately noted down his contact details and immediately uh, planned to contacting him soon after I finished drafting the speech so that we can discuss the various aspects of that speech and uh, receive his gracious uh, guidance, guidance on how I can proceed further on my speech. After a few days from drafting the speech, I took the phone number that I uh, recorded from my induction ceremony and I called the office of my mentor, who happened to be um, a very important uh, member of uh, a public organization. Uh, when when uh, the person picked up uh, the phone, it was uh, this personal assistant who took down my number and informed me politely that uh, my mentor is currently busy and that he will come back to me and uh, reply to my call and give me all the possible help I needed in my journey of my next speech. Few days after that, uh, time passed and I did not get any call back from my mentor. I tried again and I tried a third time. I still could not get a hold of uh, the mentor. So I said to myself that uh, given his busy schedule, I think I'm going to go and proceed and present my icebreaker without any further help from my assigned mentor. The actual icebreaker was called 1,800 Days. That title was a reflection of a story that I shared with my fellow Toastmasters of my experience of joining a Toastmasters club 
after going through a very horrific first time experience presenting a speech in front of strangers. So that period was the actual time it took me to shake off that bad experience of presenting in front of people and deciding to choose uh, to join a Toastmasters club. That was the personal story and the message or the principle that I wanted to convey to my fellow Toastmasters was a quote from a famous movie uh, titled Forrest Gump starring uh, Tom Hanks on life being a box of chocolate and being the fact that you don't know, you will never know what you're going to get in life and you have to deal with it and move with the circumstances and make the best use out of the circumstances. I was so happy when I finished my icebreaker to get a resounding applause from my club members. They were so happy, they were so encouraging, and I felt good about myself, except for one person. I saw him over there, round the corner, with a frown on his face, a redness in his eyes, as about, as if an explosion is about to happen. That fuming person on the corner was none other than my mentor. And I'm not sure why uh, was he so angry about. Perhaps maybe I proceeded with this uh, icebreaker without using his help, and I somehow managed to succeed in presenting a memorable speech. So what happened next was one of the most memorable and unique things that I've discovered and experienced in my Toastmasters journey. During the business session, which is a formal part of any meeting in Toastmasters, my mentor stood up and requested a point of order, and a point of order in parliamentary procedures is a request by a member to speak and present something urgent. So when he was given the floor to give his urgent matter, what he said next was both fascinating and shocking at the same time. My mentor stood and faced all the members of the audience in the room and said that this club should enforce a rule that no new member should start his or her ice-breaking speech without first getting the approval and the cross-check from the mentor before coming to the actual meeting. Uh, pin drop silence in the room shortly after this message was declared from my mentor. It was a sudden feeling of disappointment and uh, as if uh, a big elephant was moving in the room and nobody can say anything about what just happened from a senior member of the club towards the most junior member of the same club. But what happened next was really uh, something amazing. And instead of siding with the senior member of the club and basically denouncing the junior member who committed a crime in the eyes of his mentor, to my delight, happiness and surprise, one by one, each member of that club stood and announced that this new member, myself, did a wonderful job 
And we are here in the world of encouraging people to do their ice-breaking speeches, pushing them towards more excellence, and encouraging them to become one of the most effective speakers in the whole region. That uh, situation, that reaction from the members of the club gave me a boost of confidence and confirmed that I'm in the right place and that this, this environment and this club is where I need to uh, improve further and become even more effective and more powerful. That night, I also received the ribbon for the best speaker, best prepared speaker, and that ribbon was one of the most valuable ribbons I have received in my journey in Toastmasters. And years after that incident, maybe probably 10 years after the incident, uh, we, we grew apart, myself and my mentor, we still maintained a good working relationship. But after 10 years of that incident, I met him somewhere uh, occasionally and finally received the words from his own mouth that what he did that night 10 years ago was a little bit of an overreaction and that he should have dealt with the icebreaker in a more encouraging and more powerful way. For me, this, the whole story was a very resounding example on the importance of doing the right thing when you're presenting your icebreaker and seeking every possible inch of help you can uh, receive so that your next icebreaker will be powerful, effective, motivating, and forward-thinking. I hope that you found my little horrific story of my icebreaker to be inspiring, educational, and beneficial. And I do really sincerely hope that your icebreaker went better or your next speech will not go as horrible as my icebreaker did. And regardless of how your true experience with your first speech was, the most important thing to remember is that journey of public speaking is not a sprint. It's more of a marathon. It's not important where you started. It's more important to know where you're heading and to which heights you're trying to overcome and become more effective. I wish you all the best in your next speech and may your next icebreaker be as powerful and memorable as possible.